episode five. Numero five. We're climbing up. We're climbing up the numbers. Oh, yeah. This is the second month of Yelling in the Distance podcast. And we ain't going nowhere. We're just going to keep yelling. And you'll keep hearing us from the distance. In the distance. That's how loud we are. Not from the distance. That's that other podcast. In the distance. That's a whole other thing. We surpassed them. You search up yelling in the distance. We pop up, not them. So we there we go. There we go. We're doing good. Well, Eli. Yeah. How are you doing today? You know, I'm I'm doing pretty all right. I had a a fun D and D game last night. Ooh. Uh, Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I am in that game. I am playing a spunky. fire genasi sorcerer and he is really fun to play i bet i bet yeah so eli what kind of what yes. kind of podcast is this for anybody who's new new to our podcast well if you're five episodes in and you're still fresh out and don't understand uh what we do what it is we do i understand because we do tend to ramble a lot uh, but we are an, uh, uh, an entertainment podcast, meaning the, the structure is that we talk about our individual weeks and what we've done, what we've seen, uh, content, basically. Um, and then we move on into some of the news of entertainment that we like, that pertains to stuff that we like. Uh, so stuff like movies, video games, uh, uh, stuff that's going on with maybe some actors or entertainers that we watch or we follow. Stuff like that. We do swear a lot. So, uh, and we won't apologize for it. So, um, if you're little Timmy, little Timmy, you know who you are. If you're still watching, uh, don't, uh, don't tell nobody. Don't, don't, I won't tell if you don't, little Timmy. And if yeah, you're little Timmy's Timmy. parents... If you're little Timmy's parents, um, he's not listening. Don't worry. You don't have to go check up on him. It's okay. <laughs> Keep little Timmy from watching it. But little Timmy, it will be between us. We got you, fam. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Now that we got that out of the way, let's start our weeks. Eli, what have you done this week? Oh, boy. Aside from, like, work a lot. Oh, um. Right. I um I play I I dove into a little bit of video games. Ooh, um I'm mostly like making games. yes. I'm mostly making plans for um for some upcoming stuff because uh there are some there's a specific game that's coming out this upcoming week and I'm kind of getting getting myself ready for that game as well as a couple others. Mm. Um so as we all know Probably the biggest game to come out of next week, probably the month, and possibly the year, depending on your perspective, is uh, is Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. yes. Despite the misinformation that I put out a couple weeks ago <laughs> uh, that I did rectify, yeah. um, it is coming out the 10th of December, and on the 9th for PC, at least that's how it's listed on Steam. Four days from us recording this episode, uh, man, I'm I I have super mixed feelings right now because like I honestly don't believe it's gonna come out until the day it does. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're you're in the like I'll believe it when I see it camp. Oh yeah, for sure. And 
I and I'm in that camp too. That's why I haven't like put any money down for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I'm gonna get it the day one. Um midnight. Midnight the night it comes out. I'll go to work and then I'll come back and then that's pretty much gonna be my day, which is basically customizing the penis size of my of my character because apparently that's real <laughs> you can select the type of penis it has the size you can even uh customize the the, the pubic hair like you know, so... and even then you don't even have to have a penis it could be a vagina <laughs> so here's the question i i don't know if you've i, I haven't actually seen anything for it but is mm-hmm. it like um you know, like face, uh, like whenever you're doing like a character creation thing, is it like mm-hmm. the uh, already preset made ones, or can you like do go in and like use like the sliders to like make like the girth big, but then like so, I've only seen like I've only seen the screenshot of it, mm-hmm. and it's apparently like some of it is a slider, some of it is like the selection. Okay, so like, it's kind of like a mix. Yeah, like the penis itself, or you know, or your, the vagina, whichever whichever uh-huh. boat you float, um, you select the type, right? Like they have penis one, penis two, and so forth. Okay. Um, and then from there, you can mess with the size, with okay. the slider, I think. Okay. And then and then you select the type of pubic hair you want. If you want like the the uh, what's it called the runway. Uh, the, the heart. I, I don't know if these are if these are in there, but this is just the type of pubic hair people have. Right. You know, you could have like the the arrow pointing down, uh, or if you want to be classy, you could be like um, like DC's uh, Suicide Squad's Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, where she has Lucky You painted, uh, not painted, tattooed to her crotch, uh, which I found very funny. Um, yeah, because I mean, if you're seeing you make it. it if you make it that far, lucky uh, you. you are pretty lucky. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I've, I'm kind of making preparations for Cyberpunk. Um, but that's not the only game I'm, I'm going to be getting this this week. Because um, I will also be uh, getting a uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S. Ooh. Which is the uh, the original Dragon Quest game, but it's going to be the special edition that the Switch people got. It oh, is finally okay. getting released for PC, uh, Xbone, um, PS4. Every it's getting released multi-platform, and I'm so happy because that was the one complaint everyone had with the special edition. Right. Um, so it's going to have a couple extra bonus, uh, uh, plot lines, some bonus costumes, a new character, uh, a new side character, I believe. Um, and just and a bunch of different modes that, um, the Switch version got that, you know, the base, ver- base game didn't. And it's supposed to be all around a better, better experience. And Dragon Quest is one of my favorite game series of all time. So... I'm I'm excited for that. And Eli, for for people who don't know, what is Dragon Quest? So Dragon Quest, if you don't know, uh, it's basically you know your favorite RPG. Yeah. Dragon Quest is that RPG's grandpa, basically. <laughs> uh, Dragon Quest is a is an old old is old old R- uh, JRPG series going back to like. Uh, Isn't it like early? Games. Like it's even like. At the same level as like early Final Fantasies as well. 
Uh, yeah, Dragon Quest predates Final Fantasy. Oh, it by predates a couple years. Final Fantasy? Oh, I didn't yes. know that one. Dra- Dragon Quest is the root of most every RPG. Hmm. It, it set the, uh, the way Dragon Quest did it set the precedent for a lot of games going forward and served as the inspiration for a lot of um, at least Japanese creators. Um, fun fact, I think I've told you this before, but for those who don't know, in Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon, that title actually has a double meaning. Um, like a Dragon is, one, a reference to Kiryu, who is the dragon of Dojima, and uh, uh, and the um, main character of Seven is supposed to be like his quote-unquote predecessor. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a dragon in that regard. But also because um, his the main character's favorite game is Dragon Quest. And he's talked about how he always wanted to be a hero like in the Dragon Quest games. Which is also why the game is turn-based as opposed to his traditional beat-em-up style. Yeah, I think, um, so I think we talked about that uh, on a previous episode. And like we're yeah. like, oh yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's like a dragon in the sense that it's like Kiryu and like Dragon Quest. That's that so, is neat. Um, but it is a, it is a lovely series. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. So I'm ready for that. And speaking of Yakuza, um, when I finally get my preparations done, I will uh, also be diving back into Yakuza with continuing my journey with uh, Kiwami Two. How many uh, how many games is that back? M- main series Yakuza mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Um. Probably. Well, there are about there are about eight eight or nine main series games. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's Yakuza Zero going all the way up to seven, um, and that's not including like some spinoffs. And uh, some side stories that take place in the same universe, like a uh, judgment. Judgment eyes mm. is a. Uh, it takes place in the Yakuza universe, but okay. it has nothing to do with like any of the characters. It's kind of just there. Uh, I mean, you play as a cop who's like fighting Yakuza, uh, basically. The other side. Um, yeah, but none of like the prominent Yakuza characters show up, at least to my knowledge. Or if they do, it's kind of like a passing name or like a brief like, oh, hey, there's Majima back there. <laughs> He's crab walking back there. Oh, that Majima. <laughs> oh, Stuff like that. Majima. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, I'm this 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 month will be a pretty big uh, month for me, and it'll be pretty packed. Yeah, um, it is. I'm, it is I'm, definitely. And it's going to be a big, big week next week. Uh, I think yes. um, Cyberpunk's going to be kind of taking the show because, you know, yes. we've been waiting since, what, April was when its first original deadline? We've been, like, yeah, that we've, we've been that waiting we since, we've been waiting since 2012 yeah. for this damn game. Um, and hopefully it delivers. I, I'm not the... I am not a first-person guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really do a lot of first-person games. It's it's not like a deal breaker for me, but it is a bit of a like a deterrent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just not a fan of it. Um, but for something like Cyberpunk, uh, I'm 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 giving it a shot, and who knows? It might change my opinion of the whole 
dealy in general so i mean i think it'll probably have more of like that aspect of like fallout 3 or new vegas uh mm-hmm kind of first person where it is a first person game but it's also like it's mainly an rpg same thing yeah, with like yeah. uh outer worlds yeah but because they, they they've said that that it, it may be first person but it will be more rpg than it is like a like a, a shooter mm-hmm. and i'm like i'll 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 hold you to that i'm holding you to that yeah so and i i, I enjoy those games those games are really yeah fun. or that like first person rpg genre yeah so I I'm down. I I'm and it is a little disappointing because you know it's this so in depth with character creation and you don't have very many chances to like see your character, see your penis. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so that that is kind of a disappointing thing because at least with like Fallout and other games, you can kind of you can go third person at any point. So you can like see your creation, but yeah. um, aside from like a picture mode, um, and maybe something else I don't know about, um, the twenty seventy seven doesn't really have anything like that. So it's unfortunate, but I'm 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 giving it a shot. I'm diving in. I'm ready. Yeah. Well, I I'm I'm hoping for the best, but I I still don't think it's gonna come out. Hoping for the best, but prepare for the worst. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what else did I do this week? I there are so many things I wanted to do this week, but I was uh, <laughs> I was so exhausted. Um, Attack on Titans final season is supposed uh, is supposed to have started this weekend. Oh and, really? Yes, and I wanted to binge watch all the way up from like where i was season three you know and catch up mm-hmm. but i i was i was tired this week and kind of it kind of got lost in the sauce so yeah i can understand that's my, that that's one of my plans is to uh catch up to attack on titan so i can talk about it well i mean um, you're not gonna catch up next week because you'll be playing cyberpunk i have until wednesday oh okay when the game or when is the 10th Four days from now. Four days. Yeah. I have till next. I have till Thursday. So, yeah. Oh man, I didn't realize that. Uh, what what season is this on Attack on Titan now? On I think it is the fourth and final. Fourth and final. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. I don't know where they're gonna stop, but this is the final season. Aren't you caught up in like the manga or something? No. No. I am. I am not. No. Oh, okay. And. Cause, oh man, I I need to catch up. I think I stopped in like season two. Mm-hmm. I think I just got like sidetracked. That was whenever I was like moving around, and yeah, going to different yeah, places. Yeah. So that I need now that there's more, I need to I need to like actually get back to it. Cause isn't season three like super intrigue based, or not yes. like politically intrigued or whatever? Uh, in season three, they don't fight titans. Oh, okay. What, what? So, Attack on Titans not a real thing in, in season three? No, but it's so good. It's, it's so good. So good. Oh man, the true enemy is man. Well, yeah, that's that's usually how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So, like in season, like you would think it's the worst season ever because it doesn't. Attack on Titan doesn't have a bad season either. Um, every season's really good. 
but you know the 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 the, the couple the whole season where they don't fight any titans i don't know it's pretty baller hmm. it's pretty good because um, you know people are more complicated to deal with than titans yeah. arguably i mean there's at least you know what to do with the uh, titans kill exactly so um it's it's a very it's very good and i'm i'm I'm, uh, I'm excited to dive back in because uh, one thing that I didn't really appreciate or realize back when I, back when the show first aired and I was I was a wee lad, but the animation is fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah, no, it's super good. Uh, I watched I was watching a bit of it uh, like a year or so ago and I was completely blown away. And how consistently amazing the animation is, because oh my goodness, I think I think that that show is really is really good in a lot of different aspects. I think the the animation is really well done, mm-hmm. but so I started watching whenever like you guys put me onto uh, Attack on Titan, mm-hmm. and um, you know I before then I listened to only dub whenever i did watch anime right but that uh what's it called attack on titan on netflix was only in sub at the time or subtitles yeah so i listened to it and oh my goodness the voice acting is very compelling like you can feel the emotion in these characters and you see why you see why the dub versus sub argument is a thing. Like I can I can understand that. Like super. I I understand like they they but they both have you know um sides and pros and cons. Because yes. I think if you want to experience it like the best way, I think subtitles would probably be the best. Mm-hmm. Uh like to get like the true emotion and whatnot, like what the the director was truly envisioning in that sense. Yeah, yeah. But for a Western audience, because I am a Westerner, um, mm-hmm. and I do not speak Japanese, uh, I think it's for I think dub is uh, easier for people to get into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also like because this is one of my things with with dub versus sub. Because if if anyone's curious. Uh, I'm not, I don't have a side. I pick whichever side, like, is more convenient for me. Um, it, it purely depends on the show. With something like Attack on Titans, it's a it can get a little exposition heavy. Um, you know, with characters kind of just explaining things. Mm -hmm. And watching it subbed, it's a little hard to keep up and tell what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than with dub, you know, that you can understand and as they're explaining. So that, that, that's one of my key differences. Um, okay. Uh, now I haven't gotten like all the way through, so I don't know like all the, uh, like specific spots that like are super exposition heavy. Right. So, so would you, cause I feel like at least like the first bit of Attack on Titan is like really mm-hmm. good in sub. Have you ever, mm. like, for, like, those exposition anime or, like, moments in, like, anime, have you ever, like, switched between them? Like, it's like, I watch most of it in sub, but whenever it's, like, exposition, I just go to dub just to, like, make it easier and make the... Uh, the yeah. Viewing. 
easier? Yeah, I, I tend to do that. Um, okay. If it happens too much, I just straight up switch the dub and go from there. Mm. And I'll go back and watch, like, moments. Yeah, like sub. little clips. Yeah. Because okay. uh, that, that's also an option. Uh, some of you, some of you, uh, sub only, pe- uh, sub or dub only people, you can just watch clips of your favorite parts, right? Because uh, those exist. Yeah, the but, internet um, is a great place. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, like, um, what was it? Uh, Durarara. Mm-hmm. That is a very expositional heavy show. Yeah. Yeah. I can't watch that show subbed. Because I can't tell what's going on or who's talking. Mm. Especially when it goes to those chat rooms. I have to watch it dubbed so I can like keep up with the plot that's going on. Because like you like, can miss something entirely in that show. And it then it, it's like super important later on. Like four episodes later. And you're like, what just happened? Durara is a show where whenever a single character speaks... You listen, mm-hmm. because whatever they say will be of grave importance later on. I love Durara. It's a great show. Isn't there like Durara 2 or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Is that like the second season, or what, what is that? Yep. Oh, okay. Second season. Did we finish Durara? Nope. No? Okay. Nope. We'll probably have to just we... rewatch it, because I don't yeah, remember we... anything. <laughs> We got a decent way through the first season, but yeah, we never we never finished. Mm. Um, but yeah, Attack on Titan was something I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to watch a couple things. I wanted to watch the new Animaniacs because that also exists, um, and apparently it's it's really good. We keep, we keep saying it, but it's apparently really good, and I want to get into it's it. It's on Hulu, isn't it? It is. Okay. It, does Hulu have the the thing that we use on netflix to watch stuff yep it does apparently. okay but um teleparty teleparty okay yeah. just for like if audiences are listening um yeah teleparty is really cool if you got like a buddy that you want to watch like netflix with but you know can't watch can't be together because you know covid's a thing you can just te- uh teleparty with each other and if you don't know how to do it google it it's really cool very simple very simple so but um yeah a couple games that i've been getting into that i started but um didn't do uh, much with i got a game uh where, where is it where is it where is it where is it it's a p it's a p game it's a P game. Uh, oh, there we go. It is Phoenix Point. Phoenix uh, Point. Yeah, I saw. I saw that actually earlier today. Yeah, it, it it came it came by me and it looked interesting and I and I bought it and I played a little bit of it and it's pretty it's pretty pretty alright so far. Um, if you're into XCOM, it's it's it plays like XCOM. Um, with its own couple, you know, little, little unique, uh, kinks here and there, but I only got, I'm still in the prologue, um, but so far I, I really like it, it's very fun. Basically, um, there's, uh, there was this, there's, there's this virus that was spreading throughout the world, and, um, 
and it spread really fast because and people were unprepared for it. Um, and I'm talking about the game, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it was spreading super fast, and people were mutating because of it. And uh, these mutants, zombie things, basically started taking over the planet, and the world went to shit. And um, you play as um, what is the Phoenix Point, which is a small little brigade of people who are trying to reclaim the world. Um, at least that's what I what I gather so far from what forty minutes of playing. But it's pretty it's pretty fun. I like it. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, actually from uh, the creators of uh, XCOM. Yeah. So that's that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. It was on sale. I don't know if it's still on sale. Yeah, it actually is still. It's on sale until December 22nd on Steam. It's a 50% yes. sale. So I decided to pick it up. It's uh, It's got some DLC stuffs. Um, I think there's another one coming. Hmm. Um, so if, if, you, if you're it interested... Released it released three days ago. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So if you're... If you're into uh, if you're into uh, what's it called? If you're into XCOM and you need that itch, because Chimera Squad's not doing it for you, there you go. I forgot about Chimera Squad. Holy moly! I think a, I think a lot of people did after the first week it came out. Cause like I remember I was binging XCOM two in order to get to the end. I still never finished it, by the way, because I burnt mm-hmm. myself out. In order to get to the end, because Chimera Squad happens right after XCOM 2. Yep. And then, like, XCOM, or, uh, Chimera Squad comes out, and it's just a buggy mess. Yeah, and they fixed, and they fixed, apparently, like, a lot of the bugs are fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, to my knowledge, at least. They did come up with a patch that addressed a lot of it. But it was one of those things where by then it was kind of too, too late, because its spotlight had moved on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, other than that, it's a good game. Yeah. Um, people had some minor gripes with it, like you can't, you know, customize your units or whatever. Um, they're all pre-made. Yeah, they're um, all characters. And... Yeah. But other than that, I've I've seen and heard that it's a it's a good game. It was just bogged down with so many bugs. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's spotlight kind of moved on. So it was a little too late for it, but but it's there. Um, but if you know, like I said, if Camaro Squad's not scratching that itch for you, I think this game might be able to to do just that. Um, what else? You know, there's another game that you've been playing. What other game have we have I been playing? You've been playing Wasteland. Wasteland Three. We have continued our journey. Yes, we have. Um, and what a journey it's been. <laughs> the November Clown Squad fought the the Los Payatos. What was it? Payatos? Payasos? Payasos, I think. Pay- Payasos. The Clown. The Clown. Uh, the Clowns. The Clown Cult. Um, we have continued our journey. Um, we fought clowns. And, uh, and more clowns. Yeah, we were kerfuffing about. Oh yeah, it's, it's a it's a fun game. It is a super fun game. Fuck Polly. Uh, Fuck that bird. <laughs> yeah, that the the I think the only, the biggest gripe so far that I think we have are the companions are like the extra uh, little companions. Oh, for sure. Because 
you don't they they're like they're they're like a neutral party that's allied to you yeah so you can't control them so what happens is combat starts and it's like all right everybody take cover because they have fucking guns and then you just see a fucking cat a clone and a bird just run into combat no fucks given the only one that actually like fights tactically is the provost we got (laughs) the provost But the only problem is that he has a little dinky pistol. Hey. But he's been doing work with it, though. He did, he did some he stuff. He did a lot of damage, because when he crits, holy shit, man. Yeah. Gone. He's gone. Everything's gone. It, it, it is it is fun. Um, uh, and I think I think that partly why like there's, they die so easily uh, is also, like, there are tons, tons and tons of animals that you can befriend and, and take along with you yeah um so i think i think i think we've been playing so far very stingily very stingy with uh, not only the companions but just our resources in general uh because we get we get a ton of stuff but we just don't use any of it but then we also run out of ammo like (laughs) in one of the in one of the last fights it was like oh no that's true but uh, but we have like a ton of consumables that we haven't even looked at, um, and I want to try to like use more of that because some of them are very helpful. Yeah, I'm just terrible with consumables. Like in almost every game, I I notice that a lot of people who play like these type of like RPGs and stuff like that kind of are. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people I follow and a lot of people I know of don't really use consumables based on like the 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 mind gremlins, the mind goblin idea of like I'm gonna need this later. The super. I super have um, that that thing. Yeah, and I I don't have it only because I fuck up a lot. So I'm like, ah, I need the super potion. It's like, but you might need that for the final boss. But I'm dying now. <laughs> yeah, no. I, so it's been like, I, it's been since like I started playing uh, games like back in um, whenever on the PlayStation playing Final Fantasy Nine. Mm-hmm. I never used anything. Like I would I would use potions only because they were cheap and like I would buy them in bulk. I would have 99 at all times in my in my uh bag. Mhm. But that that max ether that's never getting used. <laughs> Until like it's the it's like the major boss and I ha- and I've done it a couple times without using it and I'm like okay, I do need it. I've died three times. Here you go, Vivi. Kill them all. <laughs> yeah, no, so we're very stingy yeah. on our on our supplies. Yeah. Um, and we should be we should be using all the drugs, all the enhancers, um, all the mods because we get so much of them. Yeah. I, I do agree with the mods. It's just I'm I because I always do have that moment. It's like 
like if we have like a really cool armor like or not armor but if we have a really cool like armor mod like this gives you know you know it gives you the god armor gives you like mm. plus seven armor or whatever when everything else is giving you plus one you know ridiculous mm-hmm. okay cool i put it on my armor and then the next room that we go in i find a better armor base armor that's true and then i just get mad because that's just that's how fair. i am it's just i just i grumble and complain <laughs> that's fair but we get so many mods yeah we should just we should just use them that's fair i'm trying to do that so, but but overall, it's a fun game. It is is a super fun game. Uh, it it has funny. It's funny, and like sometimes just like those moments when like you find this big uh what's it called worm monster, and ever, and you're just like oh I don't think we should fight this, and then you just one shot it. Those those moments feel really nice. They feel yeah. Really I don't nice. think. I don't think it got like a turn. It did, did it even it. move? It no, well, you crazed it. You made it on our right. side. So yeah. it just did, it was like, why are you hitting me, friends? Yeah, <laughs> it's super. Uh, craze is a great fucking. Uh, oh yeah, no. it's a great thing for like a single target. Oh, super. <laughs> if you could get it on like a major enemy, amazing. Oh my god, yeah. That was good. Oh, man. But we are continuing our journeys through the Wastelands 3. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a fun, fun journey. Um, the, the the clown posse, the insane clown posse, um, that's our name now. <laughs> um, we only have one clown. Yeah, but a mime, a mime is like a French clown, so it's okay. All right, I'll I'll agree to that one. We have two clowns. Yeah, so it, it's all good. Um, so we're going through there. Um, do we watch anything this week? Uh, yes, we did. We started we watching watch- uh the Great Pretender with you. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we finished the first case. Uh, what Los Angeles Connections? Yes. How'd you feel about that, Eli? So, I already, I I know I like uh, Great Pretender. I, I, like, there's no, there's no need, there's no need for that, mm-hmm. for, for me to go into that. But, I love, I love, um, not just anime, but in general, I love, like, the chessboard show, the chessboard shows. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, I love those shows of strategy, or, like, the big plans, um or like you know stuff like heists um you know stuff like death note all that good stuff where it's like haha you've actually fallen into my trap and then the other guy goes well good thing i saw this coming and you fell right into my trap and then the next 15 minutes are is the explanation of how everything just slowly clicked together and was set up and was actually like a stage you know that waiter that brought you your water yeah he's he's with us he's our guy yeah and And it's like what (laughs) so you know those are the best they're the best so like just that moment because i i i i write stuff 
uh, I'm a writer, so sometimes I can, uh, and even as even as somebody who, and even a person who doesn't write, can also you know point it out. But I just like saying the words. Um, but you know, I you can kind of pre- you can kind of make guesses and predict you know how some threads are going to play out. But then when they don't, and then uh, and then you look at how they actually go, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I thought there was a character who was going to die. He had the red flags all <laughs> over the place. I was like, you can't, you can't show us this guy's kid uh, and give us his depressing backstory, and he's he's gonna make it through. He's gonna die somehow, somewhere. He's gonna like get down, Mister President, and take a bullet, or he's gonna be like, hey, kid be better than me and like sacrifice himself in some moment i don't know he's gonna die he didn't die he super didn't die in fact he made it out a-okay and i'm like that's pretty good that's pretty good um but just seeing these cases and these schemes unfold and how drastic they get even uh it, it, it's great it's great oh yeah and then you just watch as you're watching like the stakes just get higher and higher and higher and then you it, then it builds that tension because like mm-hmm. the consequences are getting worse and worse yes and having it and having it from and watching it from the perspective of a character who is also learning things as the audience is is good is very powerful mm-hmm um because uh edamame we're 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 kind of like learning as he's learning you know he raised the stakes super high and so what do the other two do they continue to raise it yeah (laughs) even higher we gotta roll with what we got let's just make all the money and so he's like whoa we're going i don't i don't want to make drugs (laughs) i don't i gotta actually make crack it's like yeah yeah, you do. Here's a tutorial. Here's a YouTube tutorial <laughs> the U- from an actual drug lord uh, on how to make the fake crack that you <laughs> proclaimed you could make. Good job. Oh, man. Uh, you dug this grave, uh, so na- and now you gotta get buried in it. Eli, just wait. Season, or the, the second, uh, what's it called? Case is just as good. Oh, I'd imagine like they're, they're I, all really I, good. I, I can't wait because we need to catch up. Because I, I, I am, I'm taking, you know, one for the team, and I am slowing down to let him catch up so that we can watch the fourth uh, case together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm very nice like that. Oh, shut the fuck up! Yeah, this is literally the one. <laughs> this is the one show. That you have over me. Don't even. <laughs> I'm gonna milk it till it's gone dry. Every every time we watch something, it's either I've seen it before, or I've seen a good chunk of it, or we've both never seen it. Yeah. Uh, this is the first time that Adam has uh, that we're watching a show that Adam has seen most of before me, and it feels so good. I'm I feel sure like I'm does. in the driver's seat. You kind of are. Yeah, it's greatness. I like driving. Um, I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I love the Great Pretender. I I love I love all the characters and how they play off of each other. Uh, I love I love Abby. Abby's the best. Um, I think Abby's my favorite. 
Abby's pretty good. Cynthia, though. Cynthia's great. You haven't gotten to her arc, but Cynthia is pretty great. Sure. Oh, my god. Maybe. But Abby's my type, so yeah. we're, we're, we're going to leave it at that. Um, I think we also finished uh, Seis Manos this week. Did We did. Yeah. Uh, did we? Yes, sure. yes, we did. We did. We did. Because I remember we talked about it last week, but we didn't. Uh, we didn't yeah, give we any thoughts like or opinions. Four episodes um, left. Five episodes. Yeah. So yes, we finished. We finished Seis Manos. Um. So what do you, what do you think of Seis Manos? You know, it was. I enjoyed it. You know, there were there were like little moments that like kind of felt. I don't know. I think the I think the show had its own charm that mm-hmm. I hadn't really seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like it, it is like we, like we've talked about like it, it is from um, the same people who did Castlevania and um, that other show that I'm blanking right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, so you you could definitely like tell because uh, like the fighting is really cool right. in that show. Um, I think like the 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 characters are all really interesting too. Mm, I I think the biggest problem that the show had is it had a huge pacing issue. Uh, I think the show was going very fast at some points, um, and there was not a lot of like rest time. You know, not a lot of time to take in one moment um yeah uh, because because spoiler spoilers the moment they beat el balde it immediately moves into the next plot line which is um which is uh sifu's brother right no not brother his uh his old um his old master wasn't it like two two episodes too yeah by and but... they they were going back to him during the, like the el balde fight but like when you, when the plot line itself got like two episodes. Yeah, but to be fair, it was they. Like yes, I do agree that he didn't really get as much uh, time as deserved, and I think he's he was more of, you know, hey, this is going to be the villain of the next season if there is a season yeah, two, yeah. Uh, and just like showcasing like, hey, this is this is what we're they're up against. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I think, yeah, I can't agree with uh, the pacing issue. Because, uh, I mean, you know, we barely see Sifu. That's, yeah, that's like, true. He we, see, we don't he, really see him much. Like, he's he's a character that, like, seems like somebody that we, that we as the audience would uh, gravitate to. Because, like, usually a mentor character is someone that is liked by the... Uh, audience right mm-hmm. take yes. uh um iroh from uh avatar or um mr miyagi from the karate kid you know what i mean those kind of like mm-hmm. mentors are usually characters that are very well liked he's alive yeah. for one episode it's all out of sundays <laughs> all out of sundays yeah, it, it is. It is very. It is. It is unfortunate. Uh, if you know what it feels like, what does it feel like? 
it feels like they couldn't wait to get to that second season plot. Maybe. It feels like it feels like they really liked what the second season was go- is is slash was going to be. Um and they're like, you know, we like El Balde is cool, but this this assassin plot, we gotta like we gotta hurry up and get to that. I mean, Cause that's what the that's what the meat is. You know, to be fair, like looking back at it now, like when you're in it and you're watching it, like you know, El, like El Body's fucked up. He's a fucked yes. up dude, known as the yes. orphaner. Literally, just orphan maker. yeah, orphan maker. He just kills people and then leaves their kids. Because um, they're labor. Yeah, because they're labor. Just you know, that's fucked up. Um, yes. But, you know, it felt like if you take a step back, he's not really an in- a really interesting villain. And it's kind of like, it's a very weird, like, situation, right? Because, like, yeah. he's getting powers from his mom who he's kept in a cage and is, like, scraping off pieces of her because she's a witch, and like yes. Hispanic magic or something like that. Yes. And like when you look at it, like you take a step back, it's like, eh, I don't know. He, he he has cool moments and he has cool lines, but he, but El Balde as a character is, eh. Yeah, I think he doesn't really he doesn't really add a whole lot. Right. I think as we were talking like through the show. I'm just commenting. Uh, we we uh, we uh, said that he was like a less smart Bane. Yeah. So. Because you know, because comparing him to Bane, Bane is is, is incredibly smart, mm-hmm. as well as being incredibly strong. Bane is Bane is a character that figured out Bruce Wayne is Batman, like all on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, he put together the puzzle pieces and he did that. El Balde. Well, he, I think he puts on the, um, the facade of being super smart and super calculated. In reality, he's not really. Yeah. I mean. It doesn't feel like he, don't get me wrong, he's a scary person. Oh, he's super intimidating. And he, and he did some really intimidating stuff and like he, and he does have that air of like intelligence but there are just some things where it's like, it, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't match, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that That's kind of my, uh, I, I think he's a cool, like I said, I think he's a cool character, like, um, just looking at him on the surface, he has some cool moments, some cool lines. Like, I think my favorite line um, was when he fought Silencio for the first time, and he picks him up, and he's like, oh, wait a minute. I made you. Yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. I, and uh, yeah, I think that that was fun. He does and, have good like stuff like that. Yeah, I does. Agree with that. But I think just overall to the plot, I don't I don't think he was that compelling because it was also a matter of like, what did he want? Like, what what did he want? I I think he kind of it's kind of like that. Uh, it's it's a trap that a lot of writers fall into. I feel where it's like uh, they go for power. Like I want power, but it's like why do you want that power? 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he, he's now the leader of... He's killed all the other Hefe's. He's the major Hefe. So what? You're doing yeah. it for money? Is that it? You just want to... You want big dick energy? I don't know what you want. Yeah, cause he, cause he got, he became, he became like the jefe of the of the town. What was it, Saint Saint the, uh, uh, of the town. Semanos? No, 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 I'm just saying Spanish words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll look it up. But he he became he became the uh, main jefe of the town. He took it over. But why? Like what? What did what did he want from the town? The, is it because the, it was for the trade? Yeah, the only thing that like from what we know of the town is um, that the hidden jefe, the the priest, was from that town, mm-hmm. and he had all mm-hmm. of his stuff through there. So uh, I guess he wanted to, he took control of that, and I guess he just set up shop and killed everybody. So, hmm. Alright. Um, yeah, so, I don't... But, like, it just... It doesn't feel like he just wanted to be more powerful, but... Power for what? Yeah. Um. The thing I also think was a little bit, like... You know, it's character development i feel was a little lacking um Mm -hmm. like i mean you you, there's potential like the show has a lot of potential Mm -hmm. uh because i mean there's like all the characters are really likable like i don't really have a care like one of the main five characters that are like the good guys that i really don't like you know what i mean uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the um, the FBI agent, the the cop. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus was my favorite. I feel Jesus is Jesus good. was great. Um, but I feel besides like Silencio, like the other ones didn't really get too like they kind of like gave like, hey, this is kind of who they are. Yeah, and we're going. And I think that's. I think that probably goes back to the the pacing issue. I think. Um, I think if slash when uh, a second season comes, I think uh, they'll be more comfortable with the characters that they have, and will be able to like flesh them out a little bit more. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think, as I think, it happens for every show um, when you have kind of a larger cast. Mm-hmm of main characters you you kind of like you have to figure out their synergy how they play off of each other who these characters really are um and it generally like in the beginning of like the first season the first couple episodes it gets a little rocky because you're still establishing all that but once you have them established and you don't have to explain anything anymore that's when you can kind of like actually let them be themselves um so i think that if slash when we get another season um I think it'll be a bit smoother and a little bit better for to have these characters because one one also big thing when you have a, such a huge cast or a larger cast rather at least more than four um, it tends to get you tend to lose sight of character of it, it time gets uneven mm-hmm. right some characters get more development than others some characters get left behind you know 
Um, heaven forbid you attach yourself to a character that is that just loses all relevance to the whole series. Yeah. Because um, that's, that's how I tend to go. I'm like, man, that's a great character. I hope he gets some development. And it's like, that's the last time we see that guy. <laughs> like, ever. Oh, man. Poor Domingo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I think... I think... Um, I think we'll we'll get we'll we'll do better next season. Um, and and speaking of like Domingo, uh, one thing that one criticism that I have, I don't. Li- it felt like a lot of characters died for the sake of them dying. Yeah, yeah. Like it felt like Domingo died just to have him die. So that stakes could get raised, sure, but we didn't really spend too, enough time with Domingo to really care that much. Because, I mean, like, it's the first episode, like, okay, cool, he's, he's like, the Aladdin, effectively, he's stealing food and eating food and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, alright, then he, he's like, oh, hey, I want to learn Kung Fu. I thought that, I honestly thought that that's what the, like, show was going to be. Like him learning mm-hmm. kung fu, which I mean, they could they could be like just a slap in the face, be like, "Ha, got him!" I don't know. It it Maybe. was weird. I just it 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 because it feels like his character existed just to die. You know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like his death or his character moved the plot. It just felt like he served his purpose. You know what I mean? He that that was that was it. The moment he was introduced, we like that was his plan. He was going to die. First episode in. Yeah. Um, and like another character was I forgot her name, but Silencio's girlfriend, the one with the the amputee. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I think she died for no reason too. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think her dying kind of showed, like, the cruelty in uh, Sifu's older master. I think that was kind of, like, the point given. Um, But, yeah. And then just to, like, drive drive Silencio even further off the edge and make his eyebrow go fully... uh, Fully Full full white for whatever the fuck that means um because that's never explained yeah that that's definitely like a second season because uh, <laughs> they, they don't even address it yeah no it's like oh okay hey that's so i think they say yeah, one thing about it but like <laughs> yeah so it, it's super it's super like not it's just not there. relevant for that season but uh it, it's very much an intrigue thing but i i just hate how I just, I just hate how some of the characters just kind of got killed off, you know? Like, like it, it didn't feel like they had purpose or added anything. Yeah. Um, like, it would, I think it would have been more impactful if we spent more time with them. Because, like, Silencio's girlfriend, who I, I don't even remember the name of, mm. um, we got a couple moments with her, and I think her relationship with Silencio was really cool. Like uh, like they're co-oping the playing the guitar. I thought that was really I thought that was really that, cute. That was really cool. 
how she's uh, how Silencio's the hands and she's the voice and how they just kind of play together. Yeah, I thought that was really cool and very and very like it's a good like image of the of their dependence on each other in their relationship mm-hmm. right how they make up for each other's uh shortcomings with their own strengths i thought that was that i think that's a fantastic um scene a uh, little image oh yeah but but she kind of just dies yeah and it's like but i liked her and then like the the sifu master also finds what he's looking for on pure chance Stray accident. Like, absolute accident. So accidental. <laughs> it was like, ha And he had that, that smug, I knew all along face. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, I was like, uh, didn't. duh. You were literally you going mad. to die in like the next oh. five minutes. <laughs> but hey, so, Thanos rat, am I right? Thanos rat. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, I I hope the uh, it's been I think it's been like two years now a year and yeah, a half it came out like it was released on Netflix October third twenty nineteen okay so it's yeah it's been a little so, while so I I have no idea I haven't really looked into it I have no idea if we're getting another season uh, I hope I I like the show. oh the show's like we we did like spend like probably like twenty minutes talking about like shortcomings of the show but the show is really fun to watch. Oh yeah, I, I I recommend it. You know, it is a fun is a fun show, uh, uh, especially if you are of that that uh, Mexican background or if you have an interest in that sort of uh, you know that side of things, that sort of little bit of culture. Mm-hmm. I think it's really fun because uh, we, quite frankly, don't get a lot of that. Um, yeah. So I I say I say take a look at it. Go watch it. Go go boost their numbers so they can get a second season if they haven't already. Um, but I think it's a fun, fun, fun little dealy. I hope it's not just a one-off, because uh, like Blood of Zeus, you can you can kind of have that be a one-off. Yeah, there are questions um, that need to be answered, but they're not like going to like it's not. I'm not dying to find out. You know what I mean? Like I want. And that's know. also kind of how like that's also kind of like how Greek myths go. Yeah. So you can kind of have that be like a little bit of a one-off thing, mm-hmm. um, but I, I I want more Seismanos. I would like more Seismanos. As soon as you guys are done with Castlevania, oh yeah, Castlevania uh, jump first. on Seismanos. Like, yeah, like Seismanos, <laughs> love you. Castlevania comes first, and always. <laughs> I need uh, that. They're working. They're working real hard on that next season, and apparently, it's going to be really good. We talked about it last week, but it's going to be. It's we. They've they've talked about it, and it's going to be. It's going to be a banger. That's awesome. They're like, if you thought season three was dark, ooh boy. Ooh. And I'm like, bring it on, dark. Turn off the lights. <laughs> Shoot them. Ooh, black hole. Um. Mm. <laughs> suck up all the the light um absorb but yeah i think that's my week what have you done this week adam uh i've i've done i've done stuff but hey eli what what what's that time oh is it is it time it's time it's, for it's an ad 
Wow. Wasn't that great? Perfect for the holidays. Perfect. Amazing. Mm. You should go invest in that ad. It's greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my week, um, you know, I've been I've been uh, putting out resumes and stuff like that. Um, actually got a couple called back, so that's cool. I have some interviews tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah. With some st- uh, jobs that are stay at home, so I'll be able to be protected from the COVIDs. From the Rona. Yeah, from that Rona. Um, I've also been like watching shows. I've uh, I've mm-hmm. been watching uh, so big uh, Big Mouth season four came out this week, and it's it's I have very mixed feelings. Uh, if you don't know what Big Mouth is, is a a show it is a cartoon. About these kids going through puberty. And it is very uh, gratuitous in a lot of parts. It's also super funny. Uh, At least I find it funny. I find that kind of humor funny. Um, But, you know, it's, it's a show about puberty. And, like, the life of kids going through that age. Um. And season four, you know, it had, it it was basically broken up into like two parts. And the first half, I didn't really like too much. It was very eh to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was whenever they were going to to summer camp. And um, the second, the second part was when they're back in in school, the start of their, their eighth grade year. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I don't know, like the first part, it was just like overly gross or like there was a lot of moments that were like more gross than normal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I get you. And, uh, so if you, it, it still was, there were funny moments. The second half is a lot more interesting, a lot more fun. Uh, I actually sent you a, a clip of one of the songs, Eli, that I thought was super yes. funny. Yes. So I last night uh, I educated. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yeah, right? it was yesterday. Yeah. Time. Time is an illusion for me right now. But Time's um. A yes. Mm-hmm. But yesterday we we he showed me one of the clips um, of one of the kids talking about code switching, and I educated Adam on code switching. Um. <laughs> Uh, and basically, um, without getting too deep into it, um, if you don't know, um, then I, then you're like the only one in your group who doesn't know, probably. <laughs> um, but code switching is essentially when a person of color, uh, changes the way they speak to other c- people of color versus, uh, a white person. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone does it except for white people. Yeah. Um and um and because quite frankly when a white person white people can't code switch because they talk to everyone the same. Um and if it's a person of color and they talk to them different, it's usually 9 times out of 10 racist. 
Um, so that that's that. But it was a fun it was a fun little exchange. Uh, I think the so my my experience with Big Mouth, I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have been surrounded by people who have who have sung its praises and damned it to hell. It it, it uh, does have that polarizing effect on it. Either you love yeah. it or you hate it. Yes. Uh, my my overall opinion from an outsider looking in that show is fugly. Oh boy, those designs are ugly. Yeah, yeah. That show is super fugly. But man, um, the, the 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 best the, the best characters in that in that show are the fucking monsters, like the yeah. hormone monsters. And then like as the seasons go on. They add more monsters and more creatures into the mythos of Big Mouth. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, a criticism from season three was like there wasn't any more, um, or wasn't that many of the monsters side. It was more based around like the um, like the actual characters. So mm-hmm. Season four was like, oh, you want monsters? <laughs> Here you go. Here's like four new monsters, basically. So then we got like so, anxiety mosquito cameos from mm. older uh, monsters. It was cool. It was cool. So I think, I think its substance and what it talks about is is important mm-hmm. um, because a lot of the things it talks about, you know, like hormones, puberty, sexuality, and stuff like that. I think that's a very important thing to go into especially in our day and age where um traditions are being questioned and look and re uh, re-examined and how relevant they are um and if whether or not they were even correct to begin with mm-hmm. uh, i think that's very important for for us to go into as a society at least a western society um but i i have and like i said i've never seen the show so i, I can't say for certain mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't know if it does a good job in doing it tastefully at least. Cause I, I've heard that it doesn't do it tastefully. I've heard that it, it doesn't, uh, it does it just what it needs to. I don't know. I don't so know. it, it is, it does make like, obviously it makes a lot of sex jokes and about like, you know, masturbation stuff like that to the point where you get desensitized to it. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, it kind of, like, tries to, like, you know, after watching it, like, this is the fourth season of it, you just, it kind of, yeah. like, takes that taboo away, which I think is really interesting. Um, right. It, it sort of normalizes it. Right. Like, obviously, if, like, <laughs> me and my cousin are watching it together, um, mm-hmm. we still have to, like, take precautions, like, because there are, we do have, like, uh, my siblings live at this in in this house, so we have to watch the show like at night when no one's awake, because yeah. um, you know nothing good happens from her from either of my siblings learning what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, but like watching it, you slowly like get to that point where you're like, okay, like you know, like the hormone monster is going to make a whole bunch of jokes about sex in like. Mm-hmm. three minutes but i think it also does like really well in um 
you know, character development with certain characters. Like there, there is a uh, a character named Matthew who in this mm. season actually gets a lot of spotlight. Um, which at fir- in the first few seasons, you kind of just think that he's just like a throwaway, like you know, archetypal character. Because mm-hmm. Matthew is like that. He he's a uh, he's a gay guy, gay gay guy. Yeah, right. Um, and he's got that kind of like hoity-toity aspect to him. Uh, a little flamboyant. Yeah, very flamboyant. Okay. And as you're going through, like, he actually has his own little arc in the show where he actually like comes out to uh, his mom and his dad. Right. Um, and just seeing like, you know, the trials and tribulations that he's having to go through and like having to like pick between, you know, his boyfriend and his family and like, right. well, it, it was very, you know, it, it was with tact, I feel like it wasn't like, okay. oh, like it wasn't pushing yeah. towards something, but it was actually like showing like the actual conflict. Yeah, I, I and and we're we're both mostly straight dudes. Mostly straight, yes. Uh, so there, so there's only so much that we can we can say with our perspective. But I I have seen both arguments of like its representation is you know accurate, inaccurate, stuff like that. I think I think one of the things uh, in I think it was either season three or four. I was there was a clip going around of a character that was like a new character that I think had like ADHD or ADD or something like that, mm-hmm. and people were talking about how like oh that's not that's not how it works or that's how that is how or you know it was yeah. just that sort of conflict going on and uh, I it, it's it, it's interesting to see the these arguments go on. Um, and like I and I, there's only so much that I can you know say. I, I can't say whether or not it's accurate or not, but uh, it's it's just you know interesting, especially as an outsider looking in just at the discourse going on. Um, I f- of the show. I feel like at the bare minimum, it starts the conversation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it does. Like ask questions. Like and like the fact that it is bringing out these polarizing, you know, arguments and these polarizing, um, sides because these are like, it does tackle, um, whole bunch of like controversial shit. I'm sorry. Not ADHD. She, uh, the character was asexual. I think it was, I think that's what mm, it was. Okay. Yeah. Cause it was like, a, it was like a new, it was like a new character getting introduced to the class and they or brought, pa- and they uh, brought up how they were like pansexual, I think. Pan, or, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. That yeah. was, that's what it was. She, she just um, showed up like in season three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. and that, and that scene because she, I think she had like a song or something like yep. that. Uh, and people were talking about how like that's super inaccurate. That's not how it works. And it was just this whole like going back and forth, and uh, and and you know we're both mostly straight dudes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's only so much that we can say about, like, accurate, uh, how accurate it is. Right. But I just found it very, very interesting, these conversations going on. And you're right. The fact that it is bringing up a conversation at all is is important um, because, you know, it, these are topics that deserve 
conversation and you know attention mm-hmm. um because they're extremely relevant now as much as some people like to to pretend they don't exist it's super relevant now and that's just kind of that's just how we've how society has moved um so it, it's it, it's just it's interesting but i think what we all can agree on 100 percent uh whether you like it or not that the show those designs are fucking ugly <laughs> holy shit it's like if south park and family guy vomited <laughs> on the simpsons but it's got its own little charm and that's what i love sure about it. i'm sure it does but like oh my god you could definitely point that show out from across the room oh yeah uh holy shit oh yeah no for sure <laughs> but um there is there but is yeah, an episode. I'll, I'll have to. Oh, there, go, go there is an episode where like it, it's not really like super relevant, but I just I like I'm re- basically rewatching it in my mind. But there was an episode mm-hmm. where they were basically in the future, and like mm-hmm. the first three, you know, we've seen these kids or these characters as kids, seeing them in the future was just so it was really cool to see like where like they would go obviously it was like a fantasy of uh one of the characters that was going through like an anxiety attack um Mm -hmm. but it was super like cool just to see that like them do that it was very interesting Mm -hmm. but But, yeah i i finished season four actually finished it last night um okay or i guess this morning technically because you know time but it i i enjoyed the second half the second half of it really brought it back um because me and my cousin we were kind of like getting eh after like the first five episodes but after five it was really good Mm -hmm. Uh, this week we also Let's started. Um, I I started Tyler on Community. Right. Yes, and we finally have an opportunity to uh, to talk about Community. Oh my goodness! Because a little bit of backstory, we wanted we wanted to do the podcast. We wanted to start the podcast around the time Community first got onto Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so that's that's how long we've been procrastinating. <laughs> oh my goodness, Community is so good. It is a great show. Oh my goodness, um, the first what four seasons are the best, and then the the two after that kind of teeter off a little bit, but they still have their own strengths. Yeah, I think season six is probably the weakest in my opinion. Just because of because like, the because the, the main cast doesn't stay the same for more than two episodes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it gets so bad to where they address it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's but you know we uh, we started uh, community and just watching like it's always interesting to like watch a show that like or rewatch a show. Like, that's mm-hmm. spanned multiple seasons, multiple, uh, like, years. Uh, and mm-hmm. going from, like, you know, Endgame or the last episode and then going back after a little while, going back to the first episode. And you're like, man, these 
these characters changed a lot. Absolutely. And th- and that was that's what I that's what uh, partly what I was talking about with uh with Seis Manos when you have uh, like when you have that big cast of characters you know it takes a little bit for everyone to kind of figure out who they are and the synergy and like where like what the characters are going to be doing cuz you know some some characters from the beginning are drastically different from how they end up later oh, on yeah. um specifically Britta yeah how she was introduced and how she was in like the first couple episodes is drastically different from how she was in say seasons two and three and onwards. <laughs> she was kind of this aloof, like uh, pretty, pretty uh, smart activist who cared a lot about the group. And then she moved on to this, to the dumb blonde who blindly put her activism anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where she became, where, Britta-ing it was the, <laughs> she Britta yeah, it. She Britta'd it was a verb that the group used to mean that she screwed it up. Yeah. Uh but don't get me wrong, I love Britta. I love the oh, whole the, cast. The whole cast is great. Um, I love the whole cast. They all play off of each other extremely well. And it's really um, unfortunate, like the stuff that happened behind the scenes. Yeah. But you you know you have a good cast when you can have like what six five seven seven main characters and you can pair any of them up in any combination and it would still be entertaining. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because they all they they all like play really well. I think because like it's got they got the like it's like six wacky characters with the straight man. Yes, and like that, it's those are usually really fun to watch. I think another show that does that is like uh, Arrested Development. I think. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll need to we'll need to watch that show, Eli. Well, yeah. Put that on the list. Yeah. All, right, all, right. all right, list. It's been put on. But I, but I love Community. I love I love seeing um, Dan Harmon's you know his old stuff. Oh yeah. Um, before he did uh, Rigamarole and Mortimer, <laughs> um, and it, it, it's it's just cool seeing his his style of writing because he he has a very interesting way of going about um, these. He Dan Harmon loves taking concepts, like all pre-established concepts, and flipping them. Yeah, um, to his own version, um, and he does, and he he flexes it the most in Rick and Morty um, because that's every episode. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, where they just take a plot of a movie and just fuck it up for the lack of a better term. Um, but with community, it's a lot of him taking these tropes, these concepts, these, you know, pre-established uh, things in media and just kind of flipping them, yeah. putting his characters in there and just flipping it, flipping the scenario. Um, and you know that because Abed brings it up every time <laughs> how this is like one of his favorite movies or this is like a, a, a scene from a TV show. Abed is, Abed um, is great. It, and it's interesting to like, see like how Abed's changed. Cause like in the very, like in the very first episode, like I don't, I don't like Abed cause he's, he's, he just, he talks really, really fast and is just, he's just, he's like a little like mosquito. That's just buzzing. Mm-hmm. But he gets to the point where, like, 
like even like it's only takes like a couple episodes before like he cements himself and like the uh actor cements himself as how Abed is mm-hmm. but uh it, it's fun just to see like his one-liners and like all those and like they're usually really great yeah <laughs> and it's and Abed yeah he does go from kind of one of the more annoying characters to probably the most endearing character by the end of the show. Yeah. Like, you know, he, he, he kind of goes from that annoying friend that everyone has to like, man, this, this guy is basically like one of like, he's, this is, we're watching this from his perspective, basically. Um, like how slowly, uh, throughout the series, how, you know, he's kind of this emotionless husk who just, um, references everything from pop culture to him slowly getting a personality and being sassy too. Um, yeah, he slowly gets like an attitude. You know, he he starts getting traits from everybody um, and kind of like expressing himself a lot more. Um, and it's just it's very interesting to watch him grow. It's interesting to watch all of them grow. You know, um, an inter like a, except for Pierce, a group or a relationship that i thought was really cool was mm-hmm. oh what was his name he was in he was the other uh teacher whenever um what's his name it was like in season four or five i think in season five. Oh, are you talking about uh the breaking bad yeah dude? yeah his yeah, relationship yeah. with abed was super interesting because the Breaking Bad dude would tell him no. Yes. Would actually, like, get mad at him for, like... Because Abed would do something crazy and everybody would accept it. Yeah. Which is fine. Because, I mean, it's a, it's a TV show. And, like, crazy mm-hmm. stuff's supposed to happen. But I love the fact that he would be like, no, that's wrong. Or that's, like, that's weird. Stop it. It would be, it was an interesting, like, con, oh, not concept, but interesting, like, relationship between them that, like, created these new, like, environments that Abed's never really been in. Because he never really had opposition. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was even more interesting because the two of them had something to relate to as characters in the sense that um, the teacher did comics and Abed is, like, a pop culture freak. Mm-hmm. So they kind of collaborated on that. Oh idea. yeah, for sure. It's too bad though that he kind of just disappears. Oh man, it's it made me so sad. Kind of leaves. <laughs> it made me so sad. Oh man, because it's like season four or five, like the end of season four and season five onwards, where the cast just kind of starts shifting. Yeah, I think like the the moment that like. It really, like, I really felt, like, the dip in, like, quality based off of, like, missing cast was whenever Shirley left. Yeah. I think I think yeah. that was the breaking point. Because, like, uh, Pierce leaving, like, that sucked, in all honesty. I loved Pierce. Pierce was great as yes. a character and, like, just the natural antagonist to most things yes um he did he he like 
despite him, despite towards the end, Pierce having the same joke. Yeah. Uh, like every episode, but the way they they did it every episode, it it can't, like I wouldn't have noticed it. Unless someone pointed it out, you know? Yeah, it's like he's just making a joke about being old again. He's making a joke about being left yeah. out. <laughs> and him uh, retaliating in spite. And, like, every time they did it, to me, it felt it felt new. Like, it, felt, it was funny. Mm-hmm. Like, every time he did it, it was funny. Like the... Because any because time he wanted to spite the, the study group, he would go all in. Oh, yeah, for sure. He would do it 100%. He wouldn't half-ass a single point of it. My favorite episode is the first D&D episode where Pierce realizes that he got left out of playing D&D with the group. So he takes every single D&D book, (laughs) reads through all of them, knows every rule to Dungeons and Dragons just so he can ruin it for everyone else. Or like how in one of the paintball games, um, he becomes his own boss. It like takes over his own corner of the school. <laughs> and it's like, fuck you guys, you can't come in because you left me out of your group. <laughs> <laughs> so like whenever he does spite somebody, he does it 100%. He goes all in. So it's entertaining to see every time. Oh, yeah. I, I love um, Pierce. He's really fun. Yeah, like he—he's he's one of my favorites. He—he he is racist, bigoted, uh, anti-Semitic, everything. He's anti-everything. He's—he's uh, he's in a cult even, <laughs> and I'm not even talking about the conservative party. He's just in a straight-up cult. Hey, he's a—he's a Lotus Buddhist. Uh, yeah, level whatever. Nine. <laughs> And if you ask what why what does that even mean, you just dropped his level. Thanks. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> uh, I I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, every every character bounced off of each other and played off of each other very very well. Um, individually, all together, it was it was cool. It was cool synergy. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And it was a very strong. You can cast. tell. Yes, and you can tell that the cast, minus Chevy Chase towards the end, were having re- were having a ton of fun mm-hmm. um, doing their thing. Yeah. Um, and it's where quite a few people got their start. Oh yeah. Uh, or like it's it's what like propelled them to the spotlight if it didn't give them their start for sure. Because uh, I know Ken, I know Ken Jong, this was like his one of his breakout roles. Mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't remember if um, he did Hangover before or after this mm. role, but it was it was pretty sim like I think it was I think it was after because um, Kim Jong or he was a um, what's it called very good at like what's it called improv and movies improv yes. is very you know common thing. TV shows, no. Yeah. Improv is mm-hmm. not common at all. Um, it de- it depends on who you write, but mo- uh, most TV uh, most TV writers don't like improv. And yes. uh, the first scene, a little trivia of the show, the first scene where we get um, Chang, uh, that was 
almost entirely improv. Where he's like, and it's and it's his strongest. Oh yeah, scene. no, it's super. It's super. Like it defines the character very well. Dan Harmon. It also it, it also is like some of the most it, like most of the most common gifts that everyone uses are from him. Oh yeah, those super. <laughs> like I thought the uh, like I thought the ha gay thing. I thought that was from a movie. I didn't know that was from Community. Yeah. Yeah. But you know that scene uh, got uh, got Kim in trouble with Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon was so mad about that. <laughs> but it it is it was interesting. It's a, it's an interesting just little tidbit. And there's lots of just those little like uh like trivia of this show. Oh the yeah, show has so definitely, much definitely. in it. Definitely. Uh, and that that's just Dan Harmon. Like he like, I love him or hate him. He has a he has a talent for his style of writing. Like he he has a very interesting way of going about certain things. Yes, yeah. um, and he can be a little particular. Um, but I think he's I think there is something to admire about his way of going about like comedy, mm-hmm. and just his way of of, do, of his style of doing things. He is a funny guy. He knows how to write funny stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, and like, and and his relationship with Justin Roiland is actually very interesting in their writing styles because they keep each other balanced, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Dan Harmon is the one that does a lot of like of the two because uh, they have a whole staff, but of the two, um, Dan Harmon's the one that comes up with like most of the story beats. You know, he's the one that kind of gives it the skeleton, and then Justin Roiland's like, oh hey 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 hey, let's put a joke here, let's put a butt joke here. <laughs> And Harvard's like, I mean, all right, I guess. <laughs> they kind of, they kind of, they kind of keep each other balanced, so they don't go too far in one direction. And I think, I think it has like a really, I think uh, Rick and Morty has that, you know, good balance between the two. Yes. Um, yes. You know, it's it's that meme of. Uh, people who listen to or watch Rick and Morty, you have to have this certain IQ to get all the jokes. But then it's like, but there's it's a butt joke. But then Szechuan sauce. Szechuan sauce. <laughs> but then Szechuan sauce. Uh, so it, it, it's it's I, I I love it. I I think he's I think he's fun. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I love Community. If you if you haven't seen Community, it's still on Netflix. Yeah, right, it's still on Netflix. Okay, still on Netflix. Go watch it. It's a fun show. It may it may be a little rocky in the beginning, but trust me, when it, you'll you'll know when it gets get when, through the uh, first like two really episodes, and then you'll be good. The characters all make yeah. sense because uh, it's all fun. I felt the same way uh, watching watching the first episode. Uh, I I uh, watching the first episode. I was like, eh, I, I I can see why people like it, but I'm really only here for Mr. Glover. Uh, and, and so I'll kind of stick around for that. Maybe I'll teeter off, but then I stayed for the entire cast because they, they're so fun. Mm-hmm. They're so, so much fun mm-hmm. to watch. Um, I've been playing, uh, some video games too this week. Yes. I've, I've seen one of the games. You've yeah. Been I've been, what you've been, I've playing. been playing Slay the Spire. You're finally on the Slay the Spire train. Well, so I've been I like I used to play Slay the Spire a lot. Um, 
because I I love the that genre of like the roguelike um, card game. I I love okay, that. Yeah. I love I love roguelikes. Roguelikes are one of my favorite genres. Okay. Um, I did kind of like drop off of Slay the Spire because like I I beat the game or I didn't beat the game, but like. Did it multiple runs and all that. Played all the characters. You you got you got what you yeah. needed out of it. So I kind of like put it to the side. And earlier this week, I kind of like was like, hey, I want to play a game, but I don't got money. Let me look through my library and see if I got anything that'll like pique my interest again. And I was like, oh hey, slay the spire. So I booted it up, and there was a new character. I was like. Oh shit! New cards. First thought. Oh man, this new character is so cool. Uh, <laughs> she's so cool. When uh, when was before you started playing? Now, when was the last time you played it? Um, a couple years. Like I, I think it was. I think it was back when we were living together. Was mm-hmm. when I think, because that was whenever I was playing Death Gambit, right. and I think it was right before that. If I can, if I now I have the memory of a goldfish, he so does. I, I could the attention span of one too. Sometimes, yeah, but it, it's been it's been it's been a good while. Um, so okay. this new character, she's the Watcher. And her, she's basically like a monk, and her whole like, like care, like her whole like gimmick, is like switching between stances. Mm-hmm. Um, from going like from calm to wrath to no stance at all. And I'll, I'm, I have to be on it. I'm gonna rant a little bit, Eli. Go for it. The floor is um, yours. So earlier today. Around 1 a.m., uh, I've been up since like I've been up all ni- all night because uh, I'm okay. trying to fix my sleeping schedule and I'm just hard rebooting it. Um, but so I was playing and I was having a god run. I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking. I had a combo where I would be able to basically churn through my entire deck casting all or using all my abilities i had like 40 cards all of them would be used and then get recycled and then i just keep going it was an infinite combo or damn near Mm -hmm. and you know it's like I, i like how do i lose oh yeah, there's an, there's the boss, the the last boss, um, one of three, and his, his he's mm. the time eater, and the time eater has this one fucking ability where, uh, whenever you play the your twelfth card, you end your turn, and uh, he gets he gets bo- uh, bonuses. Mm-hmm. And it's f- like if you're like doing like a comp because the combo used little l- these little zero cost cards, so that didn't shit, did nothing by themselves. 
It was like four damage right. to this thousand damage monster. Four damage. Here, take that. Uh, mosquito. Pebble. Throw it at him. I can only do 12 of those? What the fuck do you mean? Oh, I got so mad. I got so mad. Uh, cause he just destroyed me. Just it was like, just killed me, and I it's so bad. I'm still mad about it. It's been like ten hours. Still mad. Anger, infuriated. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But yeah, that's been that's been my my week. Yeah. All right. Well. Seems like an interesting week. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. Well, that's good. Well, Eli, what's what's been going on in the news? What has been going on in the news? Um, well, let's see. So, some of the big news that we found out this week, towards the end of this week, uh, Oscar Isaac, um, the who who notably, uh, I know you'll note this, plays Finn, not Finn, um. Poe, I'm sorry, Poe, in the uh, in the Star Wars sequels, mm-hmm. uh, he w- has been casted as um, Solid Snake in the middle in the upcoming Metal Gear movie. Awesome, that's that's awesome. Yeah, didn't you? Did one? Oh, go ahead. What? Uh, one one thing that uh, one one funny thing that came up was that uh, before there was an article. Of uh, Oscar Isaac saying that um, in some of his costumes for films, he he uh, he has very uh, ethnic hips um, that hurts uh, that you know doesn't really help him much when fitting in the costumes. Mm-hmm. And then you know, lo and behold, he's casted as Solid Snake, who has one of the best asses in video games. <laughs> so it all comes around. All comes together. Didn't uh, Kojima have something to say? Yes. And apparently, uh, apparently Kojima did read the script for the Metal Gear movie, and his only response was, uh, "Where are the flaming whales?" <laughs> so I'm assuming he likes it. Hey, there we go. Speaking of Metal Gear Solid, uh, that segues into the next big thing, uh, which is the Monster Hunter movie. So, as some of you may know. The Monster Hunter movie looks like shit. Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be good. Um, to no one's surprise. Yeah. Um, um, especially uh, especially with the with the Chinese joke. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen uh, that one? I actually, I actually have looked it up. Um, it actually, I think the didn't the movie come out December third, something like that. Yeah. It, it came out. Uh, it, it was it was being screened at, uh, in 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 the, that oh, area, okay, China, okay. Taiwan, and all that good stuff. And um, and there is a joke in there. Where one of the characters they're looking at each other, driving down the, the desert, and one of them goes, "You know what kind of knees these are? What kind of knees are these? Chinese." And he kind of just chuckles to himself, looking very satisfied with the terrible joke he made. And it got to the point where um, Chinese and Taiwanese people were going to the um, Monster Hunter uh, World page on Steam and review bombing the game. And their only replies were, uh, Chinese, what kind of knees are these Chinese? 
uh, thumbs down. Oh, man. And it was... And, uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. But what does, Mo- what does the Monster Hunter movie have to do with Metal Gear, you ask? Well, my 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 lovely uh, my lovely question asker. Yeah, I que- I asked that question. Um, the director for the for the um, Monster Hunter movie said that his direct inspiration for this film was the Monster Hunter side mission in one of the Metal Gear Solid PSP games. Hmm. In which Snake takes up uh, all his military gear and fights the uh, some of the Monster Hunter monsters of the time. Um, and when you look at that, and you look at the film, it explains everything. everything. This isn't the, the Monster Hunter uh, movie, isn't that in, like, you know, modern times? Yes. Where, you know, the Monster Hunter world and all those, those are in a fantasy yeah so essentially if if i may be wrong i'm prefacing this now but from what i gathered from the little because i haven't seen any of the uh the newer trailers but from what i gathered um from the plot a little bit of plot is that um basically the monsters show up in modern time and when the u.s military tried to attack it they realized that there are that there are, are primitive puny weapons are of no match against the monsters so What's the only way to beat the monsters? With weapons made from the monsters. So we must hunt the monsters to defeat them. Monster Hunter. There we go. Um, and so the movie, the movie doesn't look good. Oh, it's and to no one's surprise. I mean, most most movies that come from video games aren't good. Yeah, like they're there's they're far and few between. There are some, like I mean, like uh, what's it called? I liked I liked the Resident Evil movies till they like the later eh. ones. Yeah, there those movies aren't eh, that great. I liked them. Eh, that was me. Um, but I like cheesy bad movies, to be honest. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, moving on. Hey, Adam. Hey, Eli. You like God of War? I do like God of War. You like Kratos? I do like Kratos. Yeah, you like Fortnite? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Kratos skin is going to be in Fortnite. No. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, Don't you love it? Don't you love it? Kratos is going to be in Fortnite. No, I don't love it, Eli. Yeah, come on, come on, come on, come on. Why is why is Kratos gonna be in Fortnite? Because crossovers and money, <laughs> dude. He's gonna he, you can play as Kratos, and he'll have his uh, his axe, the Leviathan the axe. Leviathan axe. The Kratos outfit can be purchased on its own, and you can also get the Oathbreaker set from the item shop. This set contains the Guardian Shield Glider along with the Leviathan Pickaxe. Or, I'm sorry, the Leviathan Axe Pickaxe. Um, which I guess will be the skin for a pickaxe item in the game. I don't play Yeah, uh, it would fucking, be a skin. I don't, I don't play it. But, um... But yeah, apparently... And so, we found this out through a bunch of leaks that came mm-hmm. out. Um, and later... Uh, Epic just went on ahead and uh, and uh, confirmed it and put out a trailer. Um, but apparently there are some more characters 
that we may we may be getting in the next uh season season five um yeah epic games has said that he is among the first quote unquote to travel through this uh and means that there will be more on the way hmm and if the leaks are true, one of those characters will be Master Chief. Oh my goodness! Hey, yes. I mean, you know what? Make your money. Kids will buy anything. Uh, sure. It, this is so. It's so interesting. I, I like. I don't play Fortnite, and ultimately, I don't really care because it's not. This doesn't take anything or add anything away from from God of War. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really not that big a deal, but it's just, it's just interesting to see Fortnite and the phenomenon known as Fortnite and, uh, and just seeing it grow and expand. Yeah, it got into the MCU. It is part of the MCU, uh, <laughs> timeline. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's this game this is it's it's so weird it is. it is um and like i i i'm at a loss for words they fail me as they usually do but uh i just i don't know it's, it's fucking fortnite no matter no matter how much you try to get away from it it just keeps coming how back how long has fortnite been out it's been out for a little while now. Well, are you talking about Fortnite the game or Fortnite the the the, the mode? Oh, Fortnite the game. Like the 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 Fortnite version that we know today that's its own 2017. 2017. It's it's only been it's only till 2017. Huh. July 21st, 7, 2017. And in 3 years it's gotten to this point where like to literally one of the biggest video games to have existed mm-hmm. like it's i don't know is minecraft still bigger i think it has a bigger i don't base. it might it might have a bigger broader player base but fortnite's name i think it's just brighter and just louder yeah. You know I mean, I mean, it definitely has way better marketing, um, especially with you know MCU, the the skins there. Yeah. Well, at the time, Minecraft did also. Yeah, but like, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, you know, seeing Minecraft Steve versus uh, Wolverine, my, uh, Minecraft Wolverine, doesn't really like give like that coolness i guess you could say as seeing wolverine in uh what's it called fortnite you know what i mean like fair enough fair enough fair enough but hey you can get a wolverine skin in my my yeah cool so you can so you can build your house it's just what do you mean texture change eli shut (laughs) up it's insane they're an actual new bottle Hey, hey, you could do all this. Hey, all those characters in Fortnite. Kratos, you could be Kratos in Minecraft. You could be Master Chief in Minecraft. Yes, you could be a block of cheese in Minecraft. 
<laughs> cool. Hey, Minecraft did it first. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Uh, so what you're saying is, uh, what I'm hearing is you're okay if Fortnite gets into Smash Brothers. Uh, no, I'm not okay with Minecraft getting into Smash Brothers. Because well, it mean, literally but... breaks the game. When a character... Would they have to go and code every single stage for one character? That's when you know you screwed up. No. What do you mean? I don't, I, Minecraft Steve is great. Have you played him? Don't you love his crafting I system? I, I, I don't even he, care about the crafting system. I really don't care. Because like, that's a gimmick and that's cool. I don't like the fact that you can put a block in front of the, the ledge... And, like, if you're recovering, you just hit the block and then just fall. Oh, it's so good. Oh, the griefing with that character is so good. I hate it so much. I love it. I love watching it. It makes me so mad in a good way. (laughs) Because, like, I'm curious what's going to happen in, like, competitive Smash. Because, like, that feel like, obviously, like, he does have a weakness, I think. And like you just get mm-hmm. you try you have to get him off stage without any material, but I mean, doesn't he? He's also not he's also not very mobile. Well, if he has material, he can put blocks down. That's and true. Like, I mean, he has a way, he has a way to overcome the shortcoming. Yeah. But Steve, as a whole, isn't very mobile. Yeah, he has a he has the shortest jump of any character. Uh he's not very fast. Um, he has like defenses out the wazoo. If you prep him right, but he—he's not very—he's—he's kind of slow. And there's a huge like barrier of entry for him because he has an entire uh, crafting system specifically for him. It's ridiculous, but it's also amazing dedication. Yeah, I'm for for a character that it doesn't even look like uh, Sakurai even wanted in there to begin with. I'm interested to see because the character before that that was kind of like you know that filled that niche of like you know had a super a lot of stuff was Pac Man. Yeah, Pac Man was kind of like that because like Pac Man has all these combos with all different fruit. That's true. That's Um, true. And I, I love me some Pac-Man. Pac-Man is really fun mm-hmm. for me. Um, but I don't know. I'll probably enjoy playing... Um, what's it called? Steve? I won't enjoy playing against him. Just because I know that like ledges don't matter. Because like, does, bo- does the block have a ledge? No. Then I, I. You can stand on it, but you're not going to be able to grab then it. Then I'm I'm already annoyed. Um. Other things going on with Epic. <laughs> uh. Oh, uh, I'm. Oh. Oh, go ahead. Uh. So one thing. Uh. I, we were talking about Epic earlier. Um. I just yeah. wanted to like uh say, uh, the Epic Store is actually giving away um two games. Uh, whenever Cyberpunk oh. 2077 launches. Ooh. Yeah, you want to know what they're giving out? What they're, they're giving, giving out? They're giving out Tyranny Gold Edition and Pillars of Eternity. 
I have both those yeah, games. But hey, if you don't have both those games, get them while they're free. They're fun. They're they fun are, games to play. I love Tyranny. They're really fun games. I gotta go back and do different routes in Tyranny because I finished one. Which, but uh, I love I love Tyranny. Yeah, no, Tyranny is super. I need to finish like the first route that I did. I want more of like Tyranny because it it ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, does it? <laughs> the game ends on a massive cliffhanger. Oh, sad. That I like. I super thought that there would be more. Because uh, it's also kind of short. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't gotten too far. I've only gotten to like two edicts. Done. Mm. Yeah, tyranny is kind of short. Hmm. Like, there's a lot of substance in it. There's a ton of substance. Uh, but like the overall like main plot, it's it's kind of short hmm. compared to what I thought it was gonna be. It's strange. Normally, those kind of games are super long. Yeah, yeah, I because like I was like what level? I think like in the early forties when I finished, hmm. and I was expecting to get like a, li- a little higher, hmm. but uh, or at least a, a good amount higher. But no, it's a fun, it's a fun game. I love it. Definitely, definitely. I think its art style is fun. I love the characters. Um, I I I want more. I didn't realize I didn't because tyranny is how old. 2018 2016 yeah uh i would love i would love another tyranny game or like another game in that in that world it would be fun come on Uh, paradox uh obsidian is the is the developer oh it sure is paradox uh, published it yeah they actually published a, a another game that came out uh, this week too. Oh, yeah, Empire of Sin. I I saw that game floating around. Yeah, it's it's basically like if you like, what's it called? Um, XCOM. It, it's got X. It's got that tactical XCOM feel. Uh, but it's based in like you know, uh, prohibition era. The prohibition yeah, era. Prohibition era. Um, from the reviews, I I haven't purchased it. I I do want to play mm-hmm. it, but I haven't I haven't purchased it yet. But from what I've seen, mm-hmm. it kind of gets to that. It, it's it's not that great. From like, after playing like, after a while, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I've seen the reviews. It's still mixed. Yeah. Uh, on Steam, it's very mixed out of like 1,600 reviews. Mm-hmm. So, um, so hopefully they... I, I think it, I think it's just a diamond in the rough at yeah, this point. Yeah, hopefully like it gets some love uh, in like future patches or stuff like that. Because like the, from what I see, like the economic part of the game doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Like they're like it gives like that idea that like you can do a whole bunch of different like tactics in order to like get what you want. Like you could be, you know, you can use diplomacy and talk to your um, uh, enemies and try to work out deals and stuff like that. Or you can just mm-hmm. you know use your you get some fat stacks and just beat them in economically. 
but really there's nothing stopping you from just going over to your enemy's base and just attacking them. Right. And it's like like it would be a, it's a hard fight. But I mean it's not like oh my god un- unbelievably hard. So Mm-hmm. Though it does have a cool mechanic that I do find interesting in the game. Where oh. uh the characters, like all the your squad mates, they actually have they actually form relations with uh other squad mates and other characters that you can uh hire. Um uh, mm-hmm. not all of them are good relationships. So like uh one of them could just be like no. Nah, fuck that dude i will never work with him if they're on the same team they're everything's wrong you're like running the chance that one of them's gonna shoot the other in the back so i think i think that's an interesting um you know mechanic and like part of the game i think that's really cool right um yeah, other other things that we found out from um you know from Paradox games that are the games that are going to be coming from Paradox uh publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh I've talked about it before, but uh we got a little bit more information about Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Yeah, yeah. it's probably not going to be coming out until the second half of 2021. <laughs> I'm so sad. It's going to be one of those it's not coming out games. Maybe. <laughs> Cuz now they have like they they do have an understandable reason. Uh 2020's a rough year for everybody. Um yeah. and then with, you know, the PS5 and Xbox uh series Oh, that, they're yeah. getting re- they're bumping up to yeah. Uh, to next yeah. gen. So those two problems together compound and made it even more difficult. Yeah, I, I can understand that. So uh, that's that's generally that that is how it goes around this time of, uh around this time of year whenever uh consoles or new consoles are coming. Uh, companies have to make the decision, look at how far they are into development, and be like, we might as well just make the jump now. Yeah. Or like we'll we'll put the game out first, then work on the jump. It just depends on how far yeah. they are in. So uh, that just gives me more of a reason to get a PS5, so that I could play Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines Two on the PS5. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um. What What else went on? Um. There was, uh, so December 4th in, um, December 4th. So, you know, I like Bioware, right? Yes. Um, yes. And, uh, so Bioware made, uh, the Mass Effect games. They also did Anthem. We don't really talk about Anthem. Um, yeah. but they also did a great game series called Dragon Age. Yeah. Uh, so December 4th was, uh, Dragon Age Day in there, in that community where they celebrate all things mm-hmm. dragon age and all that stuff have you oh, played I dragon, love age? dragon age i love oh, dragon okay. age. dragon age 2 was really fun uh okay. that was probably like that's one of the games that i vividly remember save scumming 
in order to keep my best girl alive. Okay. <laughs> like I remember it. Like I don't. I like I. I save scum now. That started me on that track, uh, especially in my like single player games where it doesn't really matter. Um, mm. But um, yeah, so we actually got a little bit more information about Dragon Age Four. Uh, that will mo- that could or could not be named Dragon Age: The Dread Wolf Rises, uh, baller okay. name. Um, and we'll actually be getting more information, more knowledge about it uh, December tenth. What else is coming out December tenth? Holy oh, yeah. shit! December. Holy shit! December is huge this week, this year. Oh yeah, no super. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, oh yeah, I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Let me see. Well, that's good. I, I'm glad. I'm mm-hmm. glad. Uh, Bioware needs a win. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think they're all. They also said um, that because uh, I was reading an article. And they also said that they were gonna. They're also working on like, kind of like a reboot of Anthem. Like a softer yeah. Um, let's see if I can find it. Because you know, I mean, we've gotten to the point where Anthem just need like you kind of have to start over with Anthem. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Because no one's played the the the, the game, um, and it's we're kind of past the point where like, you know, of Anthem support. You know, like there's no point in keeping the game going now. Yeah, kind of, kind of sucks balls. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's. I'm, I'm excited. I'm very, I'm very excited. I really want to play a new, another Dragon Age game because Inquisition was fun. Mm-hmm. It, but, but it just, it didn't have that, that feeling of dragon age like two mm-hmm. you know what i mean Did yeah you ever play i get dragon you. age uh, never I, you would like him you would like him a lot i bet um other thing that i found uh eli that it's not it's not Ooh, coming out this month but it will be okay. coming out soon okay. uh you know you know persona 5 right yeah, the, uh, the spinoff Persona Five Strikers is going to be coming to yeah. uh, PC uh, in February. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. So, do you know anything about Persona Five Strikers? I know that it's they're with the uh, it's Atcom or whatever they are Atcom the the people who did Persona Five and. Uh, Atlas. Yeah, Atlas. Yeah, I said I, I'm thinking Capcom for whatever reason. Uh, Atlas and uh, the people who do uh, Dynasty Warriors. Yes, Persona Five Strikers is a Muso game that takes place uh, right after the events of Persona Five. Not right after, but after the events of Persona Five. It is. It is our. It is the sequel game technically. Mm-hmm. Um, it is canon. Uh, everybody's gonna be there. It has new, has a couple new characters, um, new whole new plotline, and it is a Muso Game. 
uh, meaning that it plays like Dynasty Warriors, Hyrule Warriors, all that good stuff. It is uh, Persona 5 is a weird game to make a Musou game of just because of the style and how, you know, these characters play and all that good stuff. Nonetheless, however, it looks like it's going to be a fun game. Oh, yeah, no, super. Um, and uh, Persona 5, and I just want to see it just to see the story and see my kids back in action because I love that cast. They're all lovable. They're all great. Mm. I need I need to finish uh, Persona Five. Yes, but you might as well play. Uh, you might as well restart and play uh, uh, the Royale. Yeah, is, is Royale Persona it's Five Royale, Royale? Isn't it? Yes, but you gotta get it on the uh, on the PS4. On the PS4. Is it gonna be like a Switch yeah. version? Mm, uh, we don't know yet. Mm. We're hoping. Hey, if you stay tuned with the podcast, we'll let you know. <laughs> Yeah. As soon as we'll we tell you know. when it happens. As soon as we know. Um Yeah. yeah. Let's see. You got anything else you Let's see. I'm looking, I'm looking. Um Let's see. Let's see. Seeing is believing. Uh, la- uh, the Last of Us director Neil Druckmann is now the co-president of Naughty Dog. Oh, awesome! Yeah, he's stepping up to the plate. Good job Good for job. him. I, I actually I really like Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog has made like a couple games that I like, you know, thoroughly enjoy. They they make some good games. Yeah, you know when people say that like single player games are dead. Naughty Dog is the company you look at to shut them mm-hmm. the fuck up. Because they're the ones who made, like, uh, what's that? Uh, like, Uncharted, right? Last of Us, Uncharted. Um, Crash. Yeah. Bandicoot. Yep. Crash Bandit. Yep, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Ass game. <laughs> um... Cyberpunk's multiplayer mode is basically its own game. Hmm. Now, from what I understand, the Cyberpunk uh, multiplayer will be coming out later. Yes. Like 2021, 2022, somewhere around there. Yeah, they also said that they won't talk about any of their DLC plans until the game comes out. That's nice. That's nice. Uh, Which is, you know, the Mm -hmm. smart move since... Yeah, uh, that game. It looks the game looks like it's coming out because people are already getting their review copies. Copies were leaked early, um, so the game is coming out. I believe it they can't delay it. it. They can't Man. delay it. Uh, they lost their chance <laughs> to. Um. Oh, here's one. AMC Theater CEO slams Warner Brothers over HBO Max 2021 release plans. Hmm. Interesting. I'm sure they're upset because um, the movies aren't going to theaters. Yeah, most likely. Uh, they're just gonna they're just gonna be straight on HBO Max. Mm. So the movie theater companies are like, "Hey, what the fuck, man? Are are." <laughs> Is Rona going to kill off the movie uh, theater companies? At this rate? Oh, no. Might as well. Because I think it was AMC that... um, I think it was AMC that started the thing where, like, you can rent out uh, a theater. Mm -hmm. 
You can pay like a hundred dollars to rent out a theater. Okay, I'll pay a normal ticket. <laughs> normal yeah. ticket amount since no one else is going to the theater. <laughs> yeah, so they they because you can pay a hundred dollars to rent it out. And I think it was AMC that did it, but um, you can pay a hundred dollars to rent it out. They'll clean it, you know. They'll do the whole nine mm-hmm. yards. But that was kind of their plan. But then you know, Rona got worse, and people were like, "No, nah, I'm good." No, yeah, good. And so yeah, movie theater, movie theaters are 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 losing because there's no way for them to adapt. Um, they're kind of stuck, yeah. uh, especially since companies, uh, since uh, movie companies are like, "Hey." We'll just put them straight on streaming site services. Fuck the theaters. We'll just we'll just cut out the middleman now. Yeah. Um. And so and like they haven't taken a hit from it. In fact, they're just getting more money. Um. You know, uh, DC, uh, Disney, and all of them. They're putting their movies straight up on streaming, and they're winning. More power to them, I guess. Yeah. So. That's that's yeah. It'll that's be how it interesting goes. to see like what changes like stay past like this once we get through this global pandemic and see what actually like will stay, what it will what will go. Because like I think that a lot of like a lot of jobs that have moved to like working from home will stay working at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, because we found out at the beginning of the pandemic that like the a lot of jobs that originally said you can't work from home suddenly started shifting to work at home, and the general consensus was like, wait, wait a goddamn minute! You mean I could have been doing this the whole time and nothing would have changed? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it's, it's so, it, it's, it's interesting, the things that have been revealed. Um, and when we, when we come out from the bunkers and look at the wreckage of the world and we start exploring the dystopian cities to see what's left, it's going to be interesting to see what is left. For sure. Um, oh, here's something. Uh, I know you probably haven't played yeah. it yet, but, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is getting their third patch soon. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. No, I haven't played it yet, but I have heard, like I've seen. Cause don't you have it? It's it's a little rough around mm-hmm. the edges. Um, there's there are definitely some kinks. So it's still in early access. Um, so there are definitely going to be some kinks to work out. It's a little rough. My my computer can run it barely. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it could run it better than what I thought. Okay, I thought it was. I thought it wasn't going to like run at all. I thought my computer was going to chug because I got this rinky dink little laptop. Mm-hmm. But it actually, it actually runs like, like decently. Like it's not terrible, mm-hmm. um, but like it's still, it's playable. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I can understand that. Like it's not, un- it's not unbearable. Uh, it does chug a little bit here and there, um, and you know you can hear the computer like really put its all into doing it that's what that's what i wanted but here. little the little <laughs> engine that could <laughs> exactly but you know it it, it it doesn't run it runs pretty well and like it's a cool D game okay 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like it is like you know how some games are like D and D inspired or you know take the kind of the world or mm-hmm. whatever. This is a Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition game. That's cool. Um, it's a it's like a uh, RPG like, or not RPG. It's a MMO, isn't it? No, 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 no. It's like uh, no, no, no. You know Divinity. Mm-hmm. That that's it. Oh, okay. That's what the game essentially cool. is. It's by the same. It's by the same company too. Then that means that uh, it could be modded if it's like a single player or multiplayer game. Like I'm assuming it's a mm-hmm. multiplayer, be able to play with like other people. Yeah, it's got it's got online yeah. co-op. That's cool because then you can also like it's kind of like got that Neverwinter feel, where you can make a um, mm-hmm. make mods to it, and like have like your own homebrews, stuff like that, or like a level editor. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I don't know if they have it. So but. I I don't no, they don't. I don't know if I don't know um the what's it called. I don't know their um roadmap mm-hmm. so far. But uh I've I've played I've played through um a couple hours of it. Um but it's so far it's it's fun. I like it. Some of the characters, um the first couple I got are kind of like morally ambiguous assholes. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, the the plot of the game uh, is that uh, you um, you get abducted by some mind flayers, um, and they put the leeches in your brain yeah. through your eyeball. That's how mind flayers are. And and once you escape them, you have to. You're like, man, I don't want to be a mind flayer. We gotta get these things out. So you and some uh, like-minded individuals um, travel through, and you're trying to find a healer or somebody to take out the leeches. Yeah, probably. And some of these people are like, man, uh, one of the characters is like, I just want to get these leeches out so I can go back to doing my evil things. And another character is like, uh, one of, one of the, the rogue is like, man, I want it out, but... If I can control it, because, you know, I get some cool-ass powers, <laughs> I kind of want to keep it. I mean, hey, Mind Flayers are really cool. I, I I can't fault that guy for it. Yeah, but it's it's a fun game. It's, like I said, it's it's a little rough around the edges, and they're and they're polishing it, you know. They're they're working on it. Um, but it, it's cool. I like it. It's, cool. it's fun. It's good to see games like that. If you love. If you like Divinity... Um, if Divinity was your was your cup of tea, then Baldur's Gate is is Divinity. Awesome, 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 awesome. It's just like it's just more Dungeons and Dragons because you can see the dice rolls, all the parties and all the subclasses and all that. It's from Five E. Oh, really? That's um, cool. It's a little. It's yeah. It's a little watered down um, because video game, mm-hmm. but it's good. I like it. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I think that's about it. Is that an episode? That seems like an episode to me. All right. Well, Adam, do the outro. All right. Hey, thank you guys for listening to uh, Yelling in the Distance podcast with Adam and Eli. We do appreciate you guys uh, listening um, on whatever you guys are listening on, whether that be Spotify Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or any of the other ones that we have. Um, 
please give us a, a follow on at on Twitter at yelling underscore in as well. We even have a Facebook page. You can go and follow that, and you'll be notified whenever there's a new podcast episode. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and if you guys, you know, are enjoying this, uh, enjoying us, enjoying us talk about just random shit, uh, our days, uh, go ahead and like let your friends know, let your parents know if your parents are okay with us cursing. Uh, let friends, family. If not, don't tell them. Little Timmy, don't tell them. Don't, don't tell, tell them, little Timmy. T- I won't I tell won't if you don't, little Timmy. <laughs> But uh, we do appreciate you guys a lot. Um, And, uh, yeah. Play that funky music.